I, Jack I knew Daniels. you were going to bring that bullshit up. The, That's the why Jack I used the Jack Daniels, so everybody don't know oh, Jack blah, Daniels. Blah, when you show blah, up for the Jack blah, Daniels blah, blah. compete, oh, here they we inspect go with that your pit. Because Welcome to Cue the Mic. Good afternoon, or good morning, or good evening, wherever you're listening to us from. I'm Randy Twyford, and that's the one and only Darren Worth. And this is episode, we really don't give a fuck. If you want to know yeah, we what don't, episode... We don't know, because Emma, Emma's going to tell us it's wrong anyway, so whatever it doesn't matter what episode it is. It's just an episode, so it's kind of like Darren and I were talking about at 1 o'clock Central Standard Time uh, in Illinois... Life comes to a halt out here at World Headquarters because GH, or General Hospital, comes on. And as Darren said, it's like time goes through the hourglass, so does the days nope, of our like lives. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. So that's kind of the way this podcast is. What difference does it make what episode it is? It's just sand through the hourglass or our bullshit going through the airwaves, if you want to know the truth. So. Well, so, yeah, and so what's special is, we're glad you're here, but what's really special is, you know, this one's dropping. This one's dropping on Christmas Day. So we're the little packages everybody's going to get. We're so the we're package. Their little... I'm sure everybody's going to skip. We're probably, they're probably going to listen to their podcast before they even think about opening their packages. They're going to go, why do we want to listen to those numb nuts? We got better things to do. <laughs> or or it'll be Christmas <laughs> afternoon and they'll go, I've had enough of this fucking family. I, I li listened to those two nitwits for a while, you know, just ramble on about bullshit, you know, so. <laughs> bullshit, you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, you know, it, so, of course, we never plan anything. So, you Wait know, we a never second. have a topic. Wait a so, what? You're... I what? thought we were going to tell people that we're like a well-oiled machine and we've got, we plan yeah. out on several times during the week and uh, we have uh, strategy meetings and stuff like, well, if anybody knows us, they know we're blowing smoke up their ass. So we might as well <laughs> forget that one. So, well, and so I did do some pre-planning this morning in the shower as I was <laughs> thinking about Randy and, uh, oh, geez, that kind of creeps me <laughs> out. Oh, geez. Yeah. So anyway, I was sitting there going, you know, I wonder if people would be, because it's always like, what's the customer want to hear, right? Because the customer's always right. And I'm like, I wonder if they'd want to hear about the day in the life, right? Because we we do the same thing. Randy and I do the same thing. But we do it on two totally different, uh, our, his day is not like my day, right? And, and And I think it may be interesting for me to pick your brain about your day and you can pick my brain about my day about what's our day really look like? Do we just really sit in our executive offices all day long and with our fake backdrops and, Oh, never mind. Yeah. You're, you're a little wrinkled today, Randy, on the backdrop, but that's, well, it's getting close to the holidays. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I thought it would be kind of fun and we'll go on tangents like we always do. It'd be kind of fun to talk about the day. Okay. Right. What's a typical day? Now, all days are different. We understand that. But if you were to call anything a typical day, Randy, let's start with you. 
So well, your day starts, you get out of bed about nine o'clock. Uh, nine thirty, nine thirty, nine thirty. Yeah. So, yeah. but no, and, <laughs> and, and I'm going to put a typical day as a day when, uh, I've got the, uh, uh, food truck out and we're doing catering Yeah, because that that's yeah, more perfect. of a typical day. Um, that typical day starts the night before of when I'll get everything staged and stuff on carts to put on the pit in the next, the next morning. Cause I'll get up and then this is very anti David Knight. David Knight's the guy that owns old Hickory pits and he has a shit every time I tell this, but I have my pits set on Christmas tree light. It's Christmas tree timers, <laughs> Christmas tree timer. I knew you were going yeah. there. Yeah, I have my pits set on, and I've actually got a digital one now. It's a little heavier duty. I used to have it just on those little ones that you would have, and David's like, God damn, you're going to burn them fuckers up. You're going to burn them up. Don't don't tell people that. Well, I, I've got a little heavier duty or one. But the reason I do that is I have it set to come on at like 3.30 in the morning, and I'll set the pit to 2.50. And so when I get up and go out there at about quarter after 4.00, the pit's already up to temp. So I don't have to put cold meat into a cold pit and have everything try to come up at the same time. It's going up, it's already up to temp and stuff. So, so anyway, I'll get up and I'm usually so what time, out. What, what time are you getting, what time are you getting out of bed? I get up at four. Okay. Get up at four. I'll, I'll get up at four. And I'll go out and I'll get everything going. And then I'll, I'll go out and be out the kitchen probably about 4.30, 20 to 5. And start putting me, the stuff that I have on that we're going to use that day, especially in the truck. Because that truck has to be out of the driveway at 9 o'clock in the morning. Because the truck is going to be ready, has to be ready to go, start serving at 11 o'clock. So... I'll put the meat and uh and like the beans on at at night and then we're taking and putting all of our sides in the real extra deep real extra deep stainless steel half pans. So we we're putting I think 16 pounds of potatoes and mac and cheese in each one of those pans. So it takes a while for that stuff to cook. So we've got the CVAP ovens, so I go in turn those CVAP ovens on and put that in there and turn it on for two and a half hours. Now it's heating up. So we're doing the heat up time in there, but we're also, it's cooking. So then I set, I get everything loaded in and then I'm done. So usually I'll, uh, I'll go to the gym or go to the office or whatever. So, so, so in that, was there any, coffee was there any shit shower and shave before i go prior to that but before i go a lot of times before i come out to the uh depends if i'm going to the gym or not if i'm going to the gym i'll come out and do all that and then go to the gym and then i'll be back home at quarter after six and then i'll shower and eat breakfast and have coffee well no on the way home from the gym i go by casey's and get a coffee you should know that so Get get yourself a coffee. Yeah, and uh, then I'll uh, stop it, uh, then come home. And so then my sides are starting to come off at 7, are ready at 7.30. 
And so, and the meat and things that I'm rethermalizing are getting ready. They're, they're ready to go. So at that point, uh, I may start, I'll start pulling stuff off of the pit and pulling stuff out of the oven and putting in eight o'clock, the guys, the, my guys that are helping me, they'll be coming in. And they'll start loading that stuff onto the truck because I've already turned on the warmers and things on, on the food truck. So they're going to start loading that stuff into the food truck. At that point, so you've made I'm, a round, you've made, you've made a round, you've, so you're going out, you got the equipment turning on, you're throwing shit in, you go through the food truck, kind of a daily routine of go out and turn on the lights and, you know, just run through everything. Yeah, we, everything's on. Everything's when I'm out there the first round, everything gets turned on, steam wells, uh, the warmers in the truck, and everything. So everything's up to temp. Then everything starts getting loaded. As soon as stuff gets loaded, then stuff for catering gets put on, puts gets put in the ovens and uh, the pit for caterings, because typically they aren't going to be going out until ten thirty, eleven o'clock. If there's earlier ones, so what, they may so, go. So in. what what decides what decides not to go too far off here? But what's deciding what goes in the oven versus what goes in the pit? Just kind of my judgment call. So so side dishes are normally in the oven. Meats yeah, usually yeah. in the pit, and meats in the pit unless we've got a big a big catering now. Side items, side dishes for the food truck always go into the uh, CVAP oven, the Winston Industries CVAP oven. They Not the regular oven. They go into the CVAP oven. Yeah. Hey, Randy, I yeah. had somebody ask me this week, wanting to know if we, uh, you know, we're taking on sponsors. And I'm like, hell no, we ain't taking on sponsors. And they said, shit. Randy's always talking about old Hickory Pits and Chef IQ and thought it was a damn commercial. And here you're talking about Winston Seabat. Well, didn't you get your free oven this year? <laughs> yeah, I've spent my wish. <laughs> right. No, but I, no. what I told him was, I, I told him, I said, we just love to talk about things that we love. And and right. that work good. And, and Winston and work. CVAP, I don't I don't think there's I don't think from a retherm standpoint, if you can afford it, I don't think there's a better way. No. We use them to a tenth of their capability. But oh, exactly. from a retherm standpoint, totally amazing from cooking side. And and for people that need to want I mean totally if, amazing. And people that haven't been around them that they cook with heat and moisture and air. So they've got all right. three, all those three ingredients in there, and just do uh, magnet. Don't dry out, and that they just—they're not cheap. They're—they're they're not cheap, but they just do such a hellacious job. That, that. But anyway, right. the side items for the food truck go in the uh, Winston CVAP oven, and uh, <clears throat> go in there. Now, if I'm doing. Uh, if we've got a big catering, uh, we've got so many more. We we do all of our, a lot of baking, and we've got two old Hickory ELDXs. We'll cook. We'll do a lot of baking in our outside EDX pit because I can put two, four. I can put sixteen pans of sixteen full size pans of yeah. like potato yeah. casserole 
and uh, bake them in there, turn it up to 300 degrees, and I can have them done in two and a half hours. And they've got, and it's brown and pretty and stuff. So for larger caterings, I'll use the uh, ELDX to do mac and cheese, potato casserole. Hey, Ra hey Randy. Hey, Randy. Yeah. Uh, the question I, I just have to ask about bacon in the ELDX. Are you able to get the pan onto the shelf without the stringy stuff from the top rack dragging through? I'm not understanding what you're saying. Well, remember that rule they, they had at the uh, Jack Daniels? I knew Daniels? you were going to bring that bullshit up. The, That's the why Jack I used the Jack Daniels, so everybody don't know oh, Jack blah, Daniels. Blah, when you show blah, up for the Jack blah, Daniels blah, blah. compete, oh, here they we inspect go your pit. Hypothetical. Because, hypothetical. Because hypothetical, no, no bullshit. One year we're at the at the uh, Jack Daniels, and Randy goes to open his pit, and he's cooking on a backwoods competitor at that point. And he opens up the pit, and the scallywags, whatever you call them, the drippings that have hardened were so much off the top shelf, they were almost down to the bottom shelf. And it seasoning. hadn't been cleaned in years. I knew it hadn't seasoning. been cleaned. It was, he called it seasoning. Well, now we have the jack rule. I call it the Twyford rule. And so I was wondering, do you keep one ELEDX? Because they can get pretty dirty quick. Do you, do you keep one just clean for side dishes and one for cooking meat? Or are you worried about that dripping into your, you know, the drip, even if they're somewhat dirty or not even that dirty, are you worried about them dripping into your Mac and your taters? I keep one clean. I thought maybe you kept one clean. The outside but, one. But, but I, the tell outside, you, the I tell you what that old hickory. Get any. The outside one doesn't right. get much uh, like ribs with sauce and stuff like that. Pork steak. I, things like that. Yeah, I just I think that's I think that I think that old hickory is a not only a hell of a cooker, I think it's a hell of a rethermer too. Because I mean yes. we've been running the last few days, we've been running thirty, thirty-two caterings a day out the door. And of course we only have so much oven space. So we've had to, we've had two of them rolling, you know, from the time I get there in the morning to you know, till after lunch that are just flipping through that boy and i tell you what that the way it turns out those sides it's just a more it's a delicate heat but it, it really worry is about them pans slipping off well i worry about them I, pans slipping off in it so i've only got one other person that i really trust to load the pans in there and other than and other than her i i like to be the person loading the pans Right. So maybe we ought to invent something. That's the way my mind thought. What about a bungee cord that would go across the top and tie it to the rack? So if that rack got swinging, at least it would keep the pan on there instead of making it. It's still going to be a multi-car pileup because once once they get to swinging and stuff and they get going, it's a clusterfuck pileup in there. And, and uh, If and you've then, ever owned an old hickory, I guarantee uh, if you've ever owned a rotisserie, you have clean beans and all kinds of shit out of the bottom of that after that some bitch got swinging. Yeah. So then, um, so the boys, the boys would be out and, uh, I'd have my foot in their ass and, uh, and they, they got pretty good at it. Uh, cause I wanted that truck out of there at nine o'clock going to Springfield. If it was here in Jacksonville, it didn't have to be because we would open, but I, 
I like to be at a location an hour before we would open to have to be set up. And uh, just so we're there, if something happens, you know, say the uh, fryer doesn't start, has problems, or just when you think you got everything done, that's when something will fuck up on you. And uh, right, or you or you forget that you don't have the fire stick with you, or something like that, you know. So and then uh, and then I would go on and do the caterings or maybe have one of them if it was a very big catering nine times out of 10, I'd just do it myself. And, uh, then they would go ahead and do the food truck. And then, then they would go to one thirty, and then come back home and, uh, they'd break the truck down and it, it would get completely cleaned, swept, mopped, everything wiped down. And, uh, then, uh, I would, I, chances are I'd be back home then by then too and get all the catering stuff put away, whatever. Cause most of our, most of our caterings aren't delivering their, their regular setting up a buffet and, and that. So now that all changes. Okay, so, you, so you're done. So you're right. Now, now things, things have changed since football season's back in, you know, everybody's back in school. We're not having the truck out. Now, a typical day now is, Still getting up the same time, getting up early and going out the kitchen, but I'm the truck's not going out, but I'm just doing all the catering and stuff by myself. Not that I'm a superman or anything, but I just don't have any help. And uh, I'll get things put together, and Marla will go one direction, and I'll go to another one or whatever, you know. So, okay, so you so you got back, you truck's been out, truck's back, they're cleaning up, you're back cleaning up. We're at two o'clock, two thirty in the afternoon. Then you got to have it's like a like if you're if you've uh, ever had a horse a horse and buggy. If you're driving a horse and buggy and you're holding back on the reins, you know, trying to keep the horse from going away from you, that's the way you got to be. You got to you you got to keep your eyes on the door. Get the fuck back in here. Is that done? You know because. They're they're wanting to get out of there, you know. It's come on, come on, get back in there, settle down there, settle down, you know. So, and did you get things wrapped and ready to go? You know, no, I haven't got that. Get that on a cart, but so so I don't have to do it later on that that afternoon and stuff. So, so then, and again, after a few times, they get pretty good. They were really good. The crew I had this summer was fantastic, and and all the crews I've had have been really good. All the Illinois College guys and uh, and girls. And uh, then they'll have everything prepped and stuff on carts and stuff. So then when things start again the next morning at quarter after four, 20 after four, after the Christmas tree timers have turned on and got everything warmed up, then uh, uh, I'll uh, be ready to go. And one thing, the other thing, I, I miss the fact if like if I'm cooking ribs or of course, we're always cooking baked beans, and I call them pit-smoked baked beans. I know this sounds stupid, but it's something I picked up from Mark Bourne, Grandpa Cheese. As one day we were, I forget where we were at, and he was eating one of his guys' ass out for not doing it. But letting the pit come up to temp, letting the pit come up to temp, and then putting wood on after the pit comes up to temp and you get everything loaded. Well. 
I like to do that anyway. I like to do that anyway because then you're not fighting the smoke. Put all put everything on and then right. put your wood in. But the fact of letting your pit be up to temp and then putting your wood in because then you're not fighting you're not burning up all your smoke wood with the pit coming up to temp. You follow me? Oh these guys Oh yeah, no. These these guys in the kitchen so you know, when we're cooking, because our pits are inside, right? So our pits are right. inside, but the, the, the wood and everything, so they come through the wall. Right. So, you know, about once or twice a week, I'll walk through. And so when we, we do short cooks, we don't want to waste a whole log, right? So we, we cut our logs in half. So we'll do a three, right. four inch, five inch log or whatever. And we'll cut those in half with a little electric chainsaw, which I probably right. need to buy another one because we haven't broke one in about six months. And we get two a year every year, you know. And Christmas is coming. I might get a new chainsaw. But anyway, we cut that in there. And when we cook our sausage or chicken or whatever, we throw one and a half of them logs in um, instead of using a full log. So save a little money on your wood bill. Right. Um, and we probably should be doing thirds, but that's okay. So anyway, you walk into the kitchen and we don't have any exhaust hoods or anything over these pits. And I'll walk in and the guy's trying to take sausage out or something out a short cook and there's just smoke bellowing throughout the kitchen and everybody and their brother is sitting there choking. I'm like, come here, walk around. We got a little, got a pair of tongs that we go in the back. I said, see why this is smoking this little, but they have to go outside, right? They have to go outside, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 20 steps. So I take it and I'll go figure out what's cooking in the other one and I'll throw it in the other one. And if everything's cooking, then you're supposed to go throw it outside and the LEDX outside and just throw it in the firebox and let it burn out. But I mean, it does help with the ambiance of the smoke. Right, right. Right. Throughout, because that spreads throughout the restaurant. I mean, we used to do that. I remember a quick story when we opened up Cody's Smokehouse in Sioux Falls. And it was so sterile, the environment. When you open a barbecue restaurant, it's just sterile. It doesn't smell like barbecue. And so every day before opening, and I was there the first couple of weeks when we opened, um, and that was a partnership deal we did. But anyway, every day I'd go take a half a log, and I'd throw it in the smoker for about five, ten minutes. And then I said, I need a metal bucket. What do you need a metal bucket for? I'd go grab that log, and I'd grab it and I'd walk through the restaurant and I'd smoke the piss out of that restaurant for the first two sure, weeks. Sure. I'd just fill that dining room full of smoke an hour before people showed up. And then people would walk in the door when we opened at eleven and went, Holy shit, that smells good in here. And that's sure, what yeah. know, people we did the same thing for years at the Skywalk when we opened our Skywalk location. Yeah, right, no I know that down there we're retherming everything, right? We ha- I took a little Cook Shack electric smoker down there, and I'd cut these little half-inch by one-inch pieces of wood. And at, and I found out that at 9 o'clock every morning, people would go on break from their corporate job, and they'd start walking through, getting their exercise through the skywalk. Right before that, I'd put a little chunk on that electric smoker, and it would be enough that it would puff up and get into the ventilation system. Well, our ventilation system shared the skywalk. So we'd put smoke flavor, smoke that that smell throughout the skywalk for a city block. And there's not that's what you want people making their lunchtime decision. They go on breakfast. Sure. 
and they put they smell that smoke and whoa, that smells good. I'm having smoky D's for lunch. Well, and I just I don't little, remember little, I don't little remember sidebar, but but we choke it down. I don't remember where it was at. Uh, Marla and I went someplace to a barbecue restaurant, and it was a ways from here, and uh, uh, not even I don't think even in Illinois or wherever, but it was supposedly uh, a good barbecue place, and we walked in it, and it smelled like a hospital, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it's like there's no smoke smell in here. What the hell's going on? You know. I want I want I want my bathroom to smell like a hospital, but I want my restaurant to smell like a barbecue restaurant. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so, so anyway, you're done. Two thirty two thirty three o'clock. Back to the day in the life. Yeah, two thirty three o'clock. Um, we, you know, all the everybody's kind of came back to nest. Uh, we're getting things cleaned back up, getting everything uh, ready to go for the next day. And typically by four o'clock, four between four and five, everybody's out of there and uh, back home or wherever they go. Right. And I'm usually just kind of tying up loose ends and stuff like that or whatever. So, so then you're heading for the house now, Randy's. Randy's lucky in that his place of business is right sometimes outside his front door. Sometimes lucky. So you may call it lucky, some, but sometimes unlucky. So. So, so exactly, but he he's right there. So then he's, you know, you're you're heading. For, I'm assuming you're heading for the house at four or four thirty, and you probably haven't. Have you had any lunch or no? Have you had any well, breakfast uh, or not? Oh well, now Darren, come on. Breakfast, I always have. You know, Most I I I've always eat breakfast. Lunch is just kind of whatever, you know. Uh, if I'm on the truck, I'll have a chicken sandwich or something like that, you know. And uh, depending on, or depending where I'm at, uh, if I'm some places I can get some Chester's fried chicken, I'll hook up some Chester's fried chicken or something like that. Or if if we're uh, oh, so so on the way back from, you're pulling in the catering van and pulling up and getting some Chester's. Well, no, if I'm in the food truck or or if we're in the food truck someplace, you know, we're trading food with if we're doing an event with another food truck or something. Uh I'm uh uh doing uh, you know, trading food with them. But the other thing that you know, just kind of dawned on me, the most important thing, the most important thing job that I do do that we didn't go over is sell more catering, sell more food truck opportunities and things like that all during, during this whole time period from, you know, I may get phone calls starting at seven o'clock or emails. And, uh, I'll always set, try to set down of a morning before usually, usually between six thirty and quarter after seven, I'll try to sit down and return, uh, all my emails. Yeah. I'll go through my emails. I, I, I don't, I have this big phobia about letting email set for over a day. Um, like we're, I'm doing some caterings and stuff today and that, but tonight I'll go through my emails. And if, if any emails come in, have come in that I didn't get to this evening and come in tonight, I'll get to in the morning. I, I mean, uh, and then starting at eight o'clock, I'm calling people back that I've, if I've missed their phone call, and uh, 
And that's another thing I do. I picked up some business. I picked up, actually picked up two caterings today. Two different people called and they didn't leave a message. You know, and, and it was a local number. Uh, one, well, both of them were Springfield numbers. And, uh, and it, I could tell it wasn't spam. You know, it was a, it was a name. So I right. called back and went to that, it went to their voicemail. Hey, this is Randy Twyford. Saw you'd call. Just, I, I missed your phone call. If there's something we can do for you, give me a call back. Boom. One was for 45 people. And one, another one was for 70 people after the first of the year. They were just wanting to get it yeah. done off, off the, off their desk before the fir- before they yeah. left for, thank- for Christmas. So, right. And then, um, I've been booking the surprising thing is how many things I've been booking the food truck for already. And, uh, we're already, we've got quite a few things booked up into the summer, you know, for bigger events and stuff. And, uh, then, you know, uh, and then the thing, my biggest challenge is the different medias. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but, the different ways I get sure. information Me, is. Well, I think it would be not media. It would be mediums. Mediums that I get communication from customers, prospects, and that is whether it's an email, uh, a phone call with a voicemail, a text message, a uh, messenger. I get some people with WhatsApp, send me WhatsApp and that. And uh, so. It's got to be you. You got to go through and check all of them, because sure as you don't check one, you're going to miss them. And just like text messages, if I'm out driving and somebody calls and you know, hey, can you do a catering for me? I'll ask them. I say, could you just text me the details? And so every evening I go through all my text messages and you know, okay, okay, so and so, and then I put it into Total Party Planner, our booking software that we use for booking caterings and stuff. So during the summertime, uh, the guys, they kind of get laughing at me. And, uh, and I think they kind of get annoyed because I may be helping them do something. And my phone rings kind of like yours, you know, and they're just like, God damn, his phone rings again. It rings. And there's some days it just, and thank God it does. Because if it didn't, we'd be in deep shit. So. Right. Right. So that's, that's a thing so, that so, from, so. Big, from beginning to end, that's constantly going on. So it's constantly going on. So it's four, four thirty, five o'clock. You're heading for the house. Yeah, and and usually going into the office, my office. So, 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 when are you making your decision about what's for dinner? Well, that's a pretty what we're going to have for supper. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be when I hit the door, what do you want to do for supper? And then I'll go, I don't care. What do you want to do for supper? Well, that wasn't what I, you know, then we have that conversation for a while. And, uh, <laughs> and the then, biggest, you know, the biggest indecision, decision making of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What's for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then during that same time period, uh, during the day, you know, it's, uh, I, I, my guys have been really good as I've got a grocery board. I call it the grocery board. 
and uh all my whole kitchen's uh probably like yourself got noodle board on it that that you can use dry erase boards dry erase markers on you can write on and so yeah. we've got we got one section of it there by the door where if something's getting low they write on the board that we're getting low on this getting low on that so you know keeping track you know of so we getting stuff ordered and that so see we have a we have a totally different inventory method at Smoky D's yeah i mean we follow the you know you got your lifo and your fifo and you got the whiteboard we have the oswo inventory the oh shit we're out inventory oh well and we i would like to say and, and we do that some but uh i've pretty well got i everybody's pretty well on board that if they go in and get a case of potato ca potato cubes for potato casserole and it's the last one there they're going to write on the board or, or if it's the second there's two cases left they'll take and write on the board we need potato casserole and uh right and uh or say if there there's four cans of cream of chicken soup left they'll go okay or or a few cans left of uh cheddar cheese sauce they'll put it on the board and uh then I'll double check and go, okay, well, we don't have much going on, so we don't need it. And then that's when we get all fucked up and uh, then we'll run out. So that, then and, uh, place the last medicating order and then you run out and then you got to run to town and pay twice as much. And well, and that's the advantage we got is, uh, we're not too far away from our, uh, uh, supplier. So I say not too far with 30 well, minutes. And you, and you, and you got the GFS food store, right? We don't get very much at all from there. You don't, but you have that outlet. See, we don't yeah, have one yeah. of those in Des Moines. So, yeah. you know, our purveyor comes out of, out of um, you know, Quad Cities. So we're two and a half hours away from our oh. food purveyor. Oh, okay. And, and, it work, and it works out great. I mean, we get six trucks a week. We do enough volume to get six trucks a week. <laughs> but, you know, if we need something that didn't come in out of stock, which doesn't happen very often, you know, we got Cisco up the street that we can go do a will call. I hate doing that. I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, get in bed with my sister rather than go Cisco. Right. That's just right. my attitude against them. Um, but anyway, so why is that? But, but why you can, why, you can, why react. is that? Why is that? Oh, uh, they just many, many, many years ago of, I sent out a pricing bid when I first started taking over the financial part of the business when I had a partner. And when we started there and I went in and started doing all this analysis and Cisco responded back to me and I said, here's my spreadsheet. Don't change my spreadsheet. Just put your prices in. And if pack size is any different, I need you to make a note out to the side. So I sent it to all these purveyors and half of them come back and sent me their price list. I'm like, well, you're out because you can't follow instructions. And Cisco decided in their infinite wisdom that they were going to, um, make some hidden columns and do all their profit calculations in those hidden columns. <laughs> and they I, they didn't realize they were dealing with Mr. Excel. They, they didn't realize they, that you know, they were dealing with somebody that knew how to run a spreadsheet. So I opened up their spreadsheet and I'm like, wow, this is weird. A, B, F. Oh, I remember this. E I remember this. Right. And so, so I go through and I looked at all their profit analysis and what they were making off of this. And I mean, they were raping us. I mean, they were, 
they were like making 25% margin on us. It was crazy. And I didn't know any different. I was new to the restaurant business. You know, and my, my ex-partner, he just ordered there because he had a relationship. So right. anyway, but they had proposed an 18% margin because that was in their calculation. And so I said, um, you know, I gave them April Fool's Day. I said, well, effective April Fool, you're out. And they're going, what do you mean we're out? And I said, yeah, you're just making way too much money. And, you know, it's just your pricing isn't very good. Well, how do you know that? I said, well, here, let me show you the spreadsheet you just sent me. And their mouth dropped and they're like, you got to be shitting me. I said, yeah, well, you screwed me before. You're going to screw me again. So it all turned. I'm on vacation down in Louisiana. And the president of Cisco then called me up. Uh, the president of the local distribution center called me up and said, I know we screwed up. I know your deal is much better. I tell you what, we will match your deal. We'll match your deal that PFG brought to the table. So much a pound over, so much case. We'll match your deal, and I will write you a check for $60,000. And I said, you know what? You screwed me before. You're going to screw me again. I'm out. And back yeah. then, 60000 was a lot of money back then. Right. And Still is 60000 is a lot of money today, actually. But back then, for us, a growing company, 60000 was a lot. But I just knew I knew they were going to pay me 60000 I wasn't going to get screwed out of it anyway. So kind of like a dog killing did, sheep. We did. Yep. Once they start, you know, they're so not, not going to quit. That, yeah, that was probably 2010 or 11, maybe. All right. And we've been with PFG ever since and just uh, an amazing thing. So, yeah, we've good, got a good relationship. The main supplier we use uh, is uh, MJ Kellner. They're a local, kind of a central Illinois, uh, St. Louis uh, supplier. And their their warehouse, the, the their only warehouse is just like thirty minutes from us. So uh they uh uh we can just run up there and pick up stuff or and the rep that Jeff that is the rep that excuse me <laughs> Jeff that uh is the rep that calls on us. I mean if we need something and he's coming this way, he'll bring it over to us. And uh if it's just a case or two or something. But we're in Springfield about every day anyway, doing caterings. So it's easy for us to do a will call and pick up stuff. So, okay. So anyway, so we're back to, we're back to dinner time. You're in the house to right. make a decision, whether you're going out for dinner, making dinner, whatever. Right. So you get done with dinner, you get done with dinner. And that, is that when you turn on Fox news? It's been on the whole time, Darren. Oh, yeah, funny thing about Randy, you go into Randy's house, the TV is on Fox News all day long, except for when you switch it over to General from Hospital. GH. GH at one to two. And, and I and I think you watch some other stuff too. You're kind of a dancing I remember you being a dancing with the stars guy. No, I and, give up on that. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. You're done. I, I don't after, I don't watch all that after bullshit. Fifteen anymore. years, I'm done. I'm done with dancing with the stars. I kind of was hoping they were going to call me because I figured they were getting so far down at the bottom of the barrel <laughs> that there was a chance of it. And the bastards just. What are they down to? Happen. Are they down to Mary Lou? Are they down to Mary Lou Retton's twin brother or something like that? Her third cousin. <laughs> wow. You know, you know, so. So, so anyway, no. you're, you're done with, you're done with dinner. You're sitting in front of TV. 
done with dinner. Chances are I'm back in my office, just kind of going through stuff, going through emails, uh, putting stuff. If I've got anything following up on any, you know, I'll, I'll be in my office till about seven thirty, eight o'clock. And then, yeah, I mean, depends on what we've got. If I've got what I've got going on and if I'm going to have time the next morning, which I probably won't of getting stuff put in the computer and stuff for, uh, or if it's a catering that we're going to have to be doing the next day or two, uh, you know, or, or figuring out in total party planner, what we're going to need, uh, doing, uh, you know, what we're going to need, how much of this, that, and the other we're going to be needing. So. Okay. So then that's done. Is there a bowl of ice cream in there? Do I remember? Every now and then, every now and then, try not to be as much as it used to be, but not every now and then. So, yeah. Not what time's much. bedtime? I like to go to bed at nine o'clock. Yeah, nine o'clock. And so then we start day, again. Mixed in, you start at four o'clock in the morning. Probably not much downtime unless you don't have a catering, like in the wintertime. You know, you offered today, you said, God, I should come help you, you know, because we're yeah. just knocking out you know, 30, 30, 32 caterings a day for the, all week long, you know, and he's like, hell, I'm half bored, you know, cause you're used to being on the run. And if you don't have a catering shit and you don't have the food truck out, you're looking for something to do. But then as we've talked the other day, we're now, I mean, I had, uh, I had a guy pick up some stuff, call up, pick up some stuff this, this morning at 11 o'clock. We're doing this tomorrow. I got a delivery in Springfield at, 10 o'clock and then uh i've got a catering for a funeral tomorrow afternoon and then saturday and sunday i've got pickups for christmas people wanting to pick up stuff for christmas and then uh i'm we're gonna i'm gonna have the truck in town i'm gonna debate on whether to take the food truck in town or just take the van in town to have people pick up pick up their stuff you know briskets and pork and stuff and holiday fare for uh christmas right right we don't have a lot so i could do it in the van but it might be just as easy to take the food truck in so right right it hasn't ran for a while so but i am thinking interesting i'm thinking again that's a scary part i think the weather's been nice so it's, it's about to go to shit i know it will since because i'm thinking I'm thinking about taking the food truck out some a few days coming up soon. The weather stays in the 40s, yeah. and I'll just take it out by myself. Ooh. Think you can handle that by yourself? If I can, it needs to just be sold. <laughs> <laughs> well, I and knew, I think Collie's going to be, be there. I knew that was. But, and and, and Collie's going to be back. My my main guy. He's he went back home to Alabama, and uh, he's going to be back yeah. next week. So I may see if he wants to come help me. But it, so it'll turn off snowing and shitty weather and stuff. These we days of forties oh, yeah. and fifties, yeah. you know, right. will be done with. So, but might start taking the food truck out some decent weather. So, well, and that's and, you know that's a that's a that. That's a full day, you, you know, you talked about, you know, but so tell me when, because cause you're cooking barbecue a couple times a week, 
Right. Right. Yes. At you know, least. So you're doing, because no, normally when I call you on Sunday morning and we have our little discussion on Sunday morning on the way back from breakfast, you're usually in the muddle of slicing brisket or pulling pork, or I usually like to interrupt that. Yeah. If I can. Yeah. Usually I, I Saturday, Saturdays and Sundays are big cooking days for me. So. Yeah. Yep. Getting all your but, cooking uh, done. And, and that way they can process it when they come in and. And sure. Cryovac and put the coolers and. Yep. Ready to retherm. Yep. So, um, yeah, and and I had some people wanting to book some uh, book some events out in uh, latter part into February with a food truck, and we decided not to do it just because of uh, didn't know what you know the weather. You hate to book, you know, you never know what the weather's going to be, you know, so. Yeah. But right. I can do these short-term and deals and get them out on social media and, uh, yeah. and that. And, and we're still, uh, still kind of moving the direction towards the, uh, pop-up meal and stuff. So. Yeah. The pop-up meal, there was a lot of interest. A lot of people, um, I, I was tagged in quite a few posts of, like excited to share in that journey because they're they're interested in doing that which which made me you know when randy does his pop-up i'm actually going to be out of town um so so everybody knows it, it, we are it, we're going to do it january 27th it's going to be january, january 20, 27th january 27th and we're going to have it at the twisted tree event center event and music center in jacksonville and uh, that's a, it used to be, I can't remember what the name of the winery was. It was a winery uh, franchise that Mike Hayes had. And it was a winery just on the very east side of Jacksonville on Morton Avenue. And uh, he dropped the franchise and now calls it the Twisted Tree uh, uh, Music and Event Center. So that's where we're going to have it at on the 27th of Saturday. So, yeah, that so we got was, the date, that the location, was, uh... and... Right. Now you just got to execute. Yep. And we're in the process of in uh, getting things together. Um, we're going to, one of the things we decided we're going to have, we're going to have cornbread. So we're getting all of our stuff together for cornbread, testing some different cornbread recipes and stuff. And I've got yep. my baker in line for that. Marla. Yeah. We, um, you know, it's interesting because the first thing I thought of, when you know when uh, I think it was Matt, you know from one of the teams in Iowa here, and he and he was talking about he goes, man, I, that just sounds interesting to me. It's something I'd really like to do, and I'm like, I got to thinking about that. Is maybe there's a business there? Maybe there's a business of helping people do a pop up because you know, and, and you know what you're doing, right? But a lot of people. They've never had any restaurant experience, and right. they would just be flustered as hell. But they cook good food. It's just a exactly. matter of how do you get it putting from it, cooking for it, ten to cooking for two hundred and putting it all together and the putting it all together. It. I'm like, you know, maybe that'll become my new hobby is trying to help people with that because well, you know, I mean, it's nothing. Somebody somebody called me and said I need to cater 200 people at five o'clock tonight and it's two thirty. i go fuck yeah bring it on let's yeah, go yeah bring it you on because we could it. knock her out 
Yeah. We can well, do it, you know. So it it becomes second nature to us. Well, um, and but for somebody we, else, they probably need a lot of consulting. Well, and the other thing that's come up since is uh I had some people in Springfield contact me about uh doing a pop-up in downtown Springfield, but during it during doing it during the lunch hour. Cuz a lot of our business is downtown like at the hospitals and things like that. And uh and the yeah. and the offices downtown of doing something cuz Downtown in Springfield is not very prosperous. Uh, I shouldn't say that because there's a lot of very prosperous restaurants in downtown Springfield at night and during the day. But uh, I've had a couple people approach me. So I think we're going to start maybe looking for uh, a place. Then we've got another. I had another lady approach me about doing a rib night. She's got a bar and restaurant out in the middle of yeah. nowhere and very successful. And so I, we may in another couple of weeks just do a big rib night and uh, where people can yeah, pre-order I mean, ribs and, and come in. That, I mean, hell, that's slam dunk for you. I yeah. mean, take an ELADX pull out, pull out outside the back door. You don't really have to worry about health department because she's got the health department. Pull it outside, throw some ribs on, take them in, take a percentage of the profit of the ribs, and off you go. Yeah, I've got that one on a trailer. Just haul her down there. Interesting. So, well, so, we were going to yeah, talk about both. Of, we were going to talk about both of ours, but you know, since we're forty-eight minutes in, I don't. I think we're going to talk about my day in the life. Okay, let's um, do that the next time. You know, on on another episode. But you know, there was a couple things that that came up. You know, first I was meeting with my PFG. They got a new vice president of sales, and he was he came in today, and um, so I took him on the what I thought was going to be the nickel tour and ended up being $2 and 50 cents. Yeah. You know, he I got the imagine. full in-depth tour about everything from A to Z about Smokey D's and our methodology and, and everything. And I think we impressed him pretty good about, you know, the way we think and how we deal with relationships and whatever, you know, and part of that came up with, we were talking about paper goods and Randy and I had this conversation a little bit earlier was with these, you know, paper goods are a big part. Now, from a big picture standpoint, you know, paper goods to us have always been three and a half, four percent of sales, right? That's That's been, and sometimes certain restaurants, if they're all carry out, that may approach 5%. But as a, as a rule of thumb, you kind of want to stay below 4% if you can, um, 4% of sales on paper goods clamshells, to-go containers, plastic forks, wet, wet, wet wipes, whatever. You know, so we've always done that. So I was talking to him, and I took him on a tour of our storeroom. And he goes, wow, you got a bunch of Webstraw stuff in here, you know, a bunch of choice, you know, choices their brand. And we use Webstron a lot. And, and we also use a local purveyor, Iowa Des Moines Supply. But it's been hard to stay competitive with them. You know, and I have a relationship with the owner there, and we have a very good relationship, and they've jumped through hoops for us. But there's also a balance where the dollar meets the dollar, right? And so, exactly. for example, we've always we've always served our little pint. If you come to Smokey D's and want a pint of mac and cheese, we've always put it in this deli tainer, clear deli tainer with a lid. And from that deli tainer standpoint, I, I started looking at the price of that. You know, and it, it cost me 13 cents for that container, but it cost me 15 cents for the lid. 
So I'm 28 cents, a little over a quarter, to send that pint of mac and cheese out. Well, I can go to Webstaurant, get a beautiful black container, microwavable, with a nice beautiful lid on the top. Is it plastic? Right? A really Is it nice plastic? seal tight. No, it's plastic. Yeah, it's okay. plastic, but it, but it snaps on there. It's a pretty good sealing lid. It's not a flexible right. one. But I, but I can get that for 11 cents, almost 12 cents. The whole so, thing. you know, whether I'm, so if I'm spending 28 cents versus 12 cents, that's double the price. And it's, and it's better for my customer because if there's any leftovers, they can just pop it in the microwave and reheat it. It's just a win-win. You know, so we've been hot and heavy. We're getting ready to make a big changeover on all our hot sides. How many, because how many of those would, would, courts, would you happen to have any idea, ballpark, how many of those you'd go through? I I haven't. I haven't got to that analysis yet. I know we did, you know, on another subject. So I was sitting there um, with PFG, and I'm always, you know, if I need something, you know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, my guy's already gone. I'll, I'll send a message. I'll send a text to the PFG guy, and he always pops right back. I'll say, hey, put put this on for tomorrow. Put me on a... You know, some sliced Capicola or something. Just anything that I want that I want to order. Not necessarily restaurant related, but anything I want personally, he'll just throw it on the order. And he always answers. He goes, yep, at 4 o'clock, I always try and be at my house with my computer open because I'm going to deal making sure everybody orders correct. Somebody needs to get something in last minute because 5 o'clock's the deadline. Right. And I said, well, hell, I can do that myself. Just give me a login. He goes, no, no, no. He says, I want to feel special like you need me. But he said, I'll still give you the login. So. So anyway, they, they came out this morning and gave me my login, which I already had, just didn't know I had it. But the, go to the login, and we started looking, and he goes, oh, yeah, you can look up reports and usage and all that stuff. And it was crazy. I only got to spend about five minutes because I was doing this tour, but five minutes at looking at our spend from this past year, year over year. And I was just blown away. I'm the sure. number one. The number one item that we buy from a cost perspective, most people would go, "Oh, it's got to be brisket. Oh, it's got to be right." Ribs. That's what I oh, guess. It's got to be whatever, right? Got to be pork, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. Now, we stopped making our own mac and cheese. We had it custom blended for us about a year, maybe two years ago, and we made it. Now where it's to the point that we really um, are really, really like it, you know, it's expensive and I don't have the risk. And it was mainly a risk thing, trying to get the risk off of boiling water. Right. 95,000 pounds of mac and cheese we served Holy last year. Holy shit. This year. That's exciting. This year from December 22nd of last year to everything we've ordered. 95,000 pounds of mac and cheese. Incredible. Yeah. So I'll have a lot more details of as far as hey, you know, looking uh, more into that. But that's just one thing that blew my mind. One thing else on that Webstrant, I said it right that time. Uh, on Webstrant. You did and, say it right. Proud of you. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be people say, well... That's mail order. You got to pay freight. No, you don't, because you're on that. You do that preferred well, you, customer. Do you? Well, but 
Well, yeah. If you don't do the preferred customer, I was just talking to, to my sister who runs a cheesecake uh, company called Shut Your Pie Hole Cheesecake. And uh-huh. so she's still a home kitchen, um, but just killing it. And we're working on plans of, you know, I've got a general contractor working on a, a building that I may build down in Southeast Iowa to house her kitchen. And I just rent it back to her. Um, and I've got a guy working on that right now. Um, but, you know, she's like, yeah, but the shipping kills me. The shipping kills me on this stuff because she orders a bunch of cheesecake containers. And I'm like, why aren't you paying 99 bucks a month? 99 right. bucks a month is just like Amazon Prime. It's free shipping on exactly. virtually everything. I mean, we're talking restaurant equipment. I'll order restaurant equipment. In, I'll order a $3,000 piece of equipment, free shipping. Yep. You know, and so it doesn't take much for that $99. I'd cancel my Prime membership with Amazon and get a Webstrat one if I was any sort of business like that. Yeah. It, and and just like, you know, they do a nice job, they'll take it at the bottom of every order. They'll tell you how much you saved by having that $99 uh, membership. You saved Oh, they on do? your frame. I never you get see. that far. I go, I I order it and I get through fast, and it's got Sherry's credit card on. Done. I, and what I love is it saves the password on my phone, so I can do my phone. I can do it wherever. Yep. Yeah, yep, I agree. Just knocks it out. Yeah, it's, it's so, crazy. Yeah. It, so yeah, if you're gonna order, if you're gonna order very much, look into that preferred customer deal or kind of their Amazon Prime deal, and it'll save you a lot of money on freight. And then you you're not having money. to Save get a bunch money. of stuff in at once. So, right, right. Um, the other thing, Randy, Randy had a little message from one of our mutual friends out in South Dakota uh, that we thought we'd answer the question, and maybe that's how we end. Yeah. Um, about catering and gratuities and service charges. Yeah, Scotty, a friend of ours out in South Dakota, he uh, sent me an uh, again another medium of communications on Microsoft Messenger wanted to know if we Darren and I if we charged uh, a service fee and if we charged gratuity automatically charged gratuity and if we put that on there and had it as a line item on our invoices for caterings and I think along with that is uh I'm seeing more and more catering uh banquet facilities charging a, a, a banquet charge, a, a charge for using their faci- a facility charge also, and how you handle that also. I know how we do. So what, but... you, what you got? What, what, what do you do, Randy? For drop off, for... drop off versus full service? Uh, for drop off, we don't, we'll charge a delivery fee. We charge a delivery fee. And how's fee. that based? How's that based? It's $30. And if it's in Jacksonville, which is here at home, we don't charge it. Okay. But if it's in Springfield or out in the outlying areas, we'll charge that delivery fee. Uh, so then, $30 kind of whatever. Yeah. What if you're going to Beardstown? I'm going to charge them 30 bucks. 30 bucks. And I don't charge any okay. gratuity. I leave that up to the customer. If they if they think they want to charge gratuity, give us a gratuity, they can do it on a delivery, on a delivery, on any on any catering or anything. I don't charge any. I I there's no line item. The only way they can they can add it onto their payment 
but I charge no gratuity. Sure. I figure we're doing so, them a So you're saying you're you're saying the customer so let's say I've got fifty people. Uh-huh. And if I got a choice between dropping off in foil pans or you coming and serving it full banquet style with the nice Twyford boxes. He's got that Randy's got some really kick ass looking boxes that the Schaefer pans fit in. Um, instead of them, you know, boring stainless steel ones, they fit right down. They look super nice. If you look out on his website, I think he's got them out there, but uh, it's just a nice touch, say Twyford barbecue on them. Um, and I've always, we've never got to that point that we have them. And I'm jealous of that because they're, they are super nice and look super professional. But so you're saying if you go do that, if they want you to serve, you'll come serve it, no extra charge. And we won't serve it, but we'll set up the chafers for it. Well, you set up the chafers and keep somebody there to restock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we sh- and, we, free and we free of charge. Yeah, and we should. We just never have charge for that, and we should. Yeah. And there's probably yeah. other that's, catering that, that's, companies. That's that- interesting. There's probably other catering companies in the area that have two different prices, have a drop-off price, and have a uh, a cha- you know a, a, another price. Now, I did a very large a large catering yesterday for a new customer in Springfield, and we. They had multiple pans of everything, three and four pans of every item that they got. If I'd have done a drop-off, there would have just been three or four pans of stuff piled on a table. I set it all up for them, and they said, you don't need to stay. We'll take care of it. And I left a Cambro there with the replacements in it. When I came back, I had the person, I'm not going to give away what the person position was because it'll be obvious right but she came up to me and said thank you so much for doing this nobody else has ever taken the time to set up the warmers and stuff and it looks so nice and there it was for their christmas party and she said everything looks so nice and so professional you will definitely be hearing from us again yeah yeah that's awesome so so and all I was out and and I would have stayed there. I had kind of planned on staying there and taking care of it, but they're like they were having their Christmas party. And they're like, no, you don't need to stay here. We we've got this. But I had yeah. to pack it all up to two floor up through an elevator and stuff. But uh, that was worth it. But should we have? Did you two get a tip? Pr- did you get? Did you get a? Did you get a good tip? You know what? I wish I could show you the envelope I got. Uh, I I haven't had the courage to go through it. They're like, here's the payment. There's, I think, like 15 or 18 different checks in it. And then a bunch <laughs> of cash in it. So I, I'm like, what the, your wife would have had a fit if she, if, if one of your people would have brought it back. What the fuck is this? You know, cause, but that's everybody pitched in on it, you know, and stuff to pay for the, pay for the dinner, you know. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. So we're, we're a little more structured on ours, you know, so, you know, we're going to charge a delivery fee unless you're right down across the street or whatever, but normally right. our delivery fee, Des Moines Metro, if we've always charged 15 bucks going downtown and 15 okay. going downtown is about five miles away from us. So we've always charged 15 bucks. 
kind of 25 miles anywhere in the metro area. And if we're going to Ames, we should be charging 35 and whatever. And so there's really no rhyme or reason. It's just kind of whatever we think. To me, it needs to be more structured. But the difference is, and the customer can leave gratuity. We don't charge gratuity. But when they place their order, you know, and we send them a payment link, because Randy and I both use the same software now, we send them a payment link and, um, you know, they can put their own gratuity yeah. whether they want and, to and, or not. And that has increased our gratuities. Yeah, that and all the, link all the gratuities come back, and it gets it gets split amongst the people that do the caterings and da 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 right. da, da So anyway, but when we do a serve, we charge a straight 20% gratuity. Okay, do so you we really? get a 20% gratuity. Now, a little bit, yep, but a little bit of that goes back to the house um, to pay for the shafers, the things, whatever. And it's always the fight amongst the catering crew that, well, you get to keep part of our gratuity. And I'm like, okay, well, you just, you buy the shafers, the equipment. get the, you know, get, get the linens uh, cleaned every week. And, um, you know, you just do that, you're fine, you can keep it. But so that's what's, as I go into the new year, one of my projects that I need to get to Florida and work on that's the only time I can get anything done is moving towards a certain service charge and a gratuity on service. Because believe it or not, if you don't put that gratuity on there and you're paying people, it's different if you're doing it yourself. But when right. I'm hiring people to go out and do things, um, if they go out there, there's people that won't tip, right? They just won't tip at all. So now I'm telling people like our servers, they make five bucks an hour now. When they get done with gratuities, they really make about 40 bucks an hour. Um, but, well, you know, a typical wedding, they can go out and make two, 250, 300 bucks on a Saturday night working three or four hours. And it's a great gig for them. And I love it, you know, but from a customer, you know, 20%. Now, I'm, I'm going to bring that down because I don't want to charge any more from 20%. But I think I'm going to go down to maybe like a, a two or three percent service charge to cover shafers and whatever, and then an eighteen percent gratuity, uh-huh. and that service charge then goes back to and up to a certain point, maybe with a minimum of max. So maybe I'm maybe I'm three percent service charge, minimum hundred bucks, up to two hundred bucks, two hundred fifty bucks, so that I can cover. You know, a lot of times we charge one delivery fee and take two vans, right? And we've had to do that too. <laughs> So when you add the cost associated with that, I mean that's you know that's just take two, it's crazy. So take you know, two it's vehicles. always a thing. And and one thing people and one thing that people always forget about is when you do tips. Think about when you put tips and they come back and you put them on payroll. You know, as an employer, we're paying three percent credit card processing fee or thereabouts, right. and we're paying seven percent FICA on that money. Uh-huh. So every one of those tips that we just give back out to the to the employee, 10% of that, it cost us 10%. So for every $1,000 in tips, we direct pay out $100 of that. And we really yeah. don't even take an account for that. We do on our restaurant tips because we, you know, our restaurant's so big that we're dealing with eight to $10,000 a week in tips that gets spread out amongst everybody in the restaurant according to what they work. But everybody always forgets about that credit card processing fees. And since it goes on payroll, the 7%, you know, FICA uh, that that gets charged that we pay for. So it, it's just interesting, but I'm not sure there's the right answer. But well, I do and, think if people want full service, they should pay. 
Yeah, and I agree. Whether they call that a gratuity service, but I don't like this pile on stuff that here's a, you know, a service charge and a tax and da, gratuity, whatever. But I, I'm a strong believer that when you're delivering, yeah, you pay a delivery fee to somewhat cover the cost of that vehicle, right. even though there's no delivery fee ever going to, you know, even 35 bucks. I guarantee by the time you're sending an employee, if you send an employee out, and count their time, even if they only make 20 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour, and it takes them an hour to go make that round trip, that's 20 bucks plus the cost of the van, plus the fuel, whatever. There's no way in hell you're covering no. cost. But hey, we say it's part of doing business, right? But if yeah. somebody wants full service, I'm a strong believer in, yeah, they should be paying, you know, upwards of, you know, 20%, whether that includes gratuity or service charge or some mixture. I don't think that's a unfair ask. The other thing, other fee that's kind of came up uh, here in the last couple of years with us is uh, facility fees that uh, yeah. banquet facilities are charging us maybe a 10 or a 15% fee on top of, of what the bill, on top of the bill. Right. So you're just passing that on to the, you're passing that on to a customer. Are you eating that too? Yeah. No, no, we're not eating it, but they want us to. Uh, there's one location that we can't put it. I put it on a line item on the bill. And then when the, when the customer, when I send them the final proposal, they're like, what's this? And I explain it to them and they're like, well, I'm already paying uh, rent for that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but well, this is also call your contact. Call your contact, you know, and there's been a few times that then they've, the contacts called us to say, we're waving that, you know, on, on so-and-so, but, uh, uh, Wave it all there's, there's one that says we don't want it on a line item. We don't want it as a line yeah, item. They, on they there. want it just mixed into your price. Which, yeah. Hey, I'll hide it whatever way you want to hide it. Right. Yeah. So, well, we've talked long enough. Uh, but I, I hope yeah, that's we, helped, we Scotty. Long enough. Scotty, I hope that answers. Yep. I don't, I don't know whether we answered your questions or not. Whether it's right or wrong, it's just kind of what you can, what you need to do and stuff. So, and uh, what the market will bear. That's that's yeah. what everything comes. You can you can charge fifty bucks a pound for brisket if the market will bear it, and if the market yeah. won't bear it, then people aren't going to buy it. So if people aren't going to buy it, there's no sense in charging fifty bucks. Yeah, right. So. Okay. So anyway, well, everybody, it's merry, uh, it, it's merry Christmas time. Yeah, it's merry Christmas. Everybody have a happy holiday. Um, this next week, everybody will be on kind of the stroke, you know, not hitting it very hard. And will you be very busy this coming? Well, you're going to Florida, but will the restaurant be very busy this week? No, no, we'll we'll die off. We'll die off for the week. But you know, January used to die off till about March, but. I tell you what, catering, there is more company Christmas parties that get catered in January than in December right. anymore. That's we're seeing so some of that too. Business, if you're not if you don't have your place booked up on, on January, don't think January is gonna be a slow month because no it's a crazy busy month for us. And yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But we're we're knocking them out. We got a big weekend coming up catering where we we actually got customer pickups. Normally we just set up a banquet room for you know, just one day on Christmas Eve and knock all the orders out. We got so much shit going on. 
we're setting up that room Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because we've got wow. anywhere from 70 to 100 orders a day going out. So wow. we're going to set up our distribution center that we do for all our um, things, and off we go. And, you know, by the time people are listening to this, Christmas will be over in my book. Boom. We'll be ready for the new year. Boom. It'll be done. So, so everybody Until have a nice time. holiday, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, guys. Emma here. If you haven't already, follow us on social media. We are at Cue the Mic Pod on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, X. There I go. Um, we are also on YouTube at Cue the Mic Podcast. You can find all of our episodes on there. Like those videos. Comment on those videos. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you guys get notified every Monday when new episodes come out. And if you haven't yet, rate our show. Leave a little review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, we love to hear the feedback. Adios. Okay. Adios.